I received a question in my comments of if you had $100,000 to invest today, what would you invest in? And I like that question because it assumes no past history of bad investments or that I have some losses that I don't want to take or I have some profits I want to maintain. But if you had a clean slate and you had a vision of what the future was going to hold, what would you invest in today? And then the next question I ask myself is, okay, we've had a substantial downturn in the market. Can I look back in history and come up with some conclusions as to how quickly will these stocks recover and what will bring us up or down in 2023 and how should I deal with it? And I've made some decisions that I want to share with you as a result of a comment that one of my tribe members asked. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. The first thing I did was ask, could I learn from past history? So I do what I always do, and that is go gather the data from the past history and see if I can come to any conclusions that give me an insight as to what might happen next. So what I've done here is I created an Excel spreadsheet tracking the performance of the Dow here, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ since 1982. And I chose 1982 because that's where I believe our world changed and we entered the digital revolution. And so then I, what I said is, what the question I ask is, if I had $100,000, where would I invest it? So I just assumed that I put 100000 in the Dow, um, the S&P, and the, the NASDAQ on January 1st of 1982, and then I entered the performance of the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ over those years and saw what what happened. Now it gets complicated. Okay, so what I did was then say, okay, I'm going to gather those years where there was a double-digit gain in all three end indices, and then also show any time there was a double-digit loss in all three of them. So here in kind of the the light brown, you see where all three industries had a double-digit gain. Here in the red, which uh, are the non-colored, uh, we didn't have a double-digit. We had a double-digit gain in, um, uh, or a single digit in the the S&P of 1%, a double digit of 31 in the NASDAQ, but um, a uh, single digit loss in the uh, the Dow. So that's kind of how it went. Then I showed those years where we had the double digit um, or we were all had a loss. And the first of that was 1990, 4% in the Dow, 5% in the S&P, 17% in the, in the NASDAQ. Then I, I said, okay, what happened the next year? And as you can see here, we again had a double digit gain in all three industries, 20 in the Dow, 26 in the S&P, and 57 in the NASDAQ. After a, all three indices showed a loss, all right? And then we come down here and we move through that. And then we hit the, the, the um, dot-com bubble, and we actually had a loss in all three indices um, uh, for three years in a row. 
then followed with a double-digit gain in all three in uh, in 2023, and then went through a period of just normal procedures um, until we hit 2008, and we had a 33% loss in the in the Dow, 38% in the S&P, and 41% in in the um, in the Nasdaq, and then followed the year with double-digit gains for two years and moved on through until we hit 2018, where we had uh, a a slight drop of 5% in the um, Dow, 6% in the S&P, and 4% in the the NASDAQ. No no big deal. Uh, And then we come to 2022 with a 9% in the Dow, 24% in the uh, S and P and thirty three in the in, in the uh, Nasdaq. So the question comes: Can we learn anything from that? Well, my first takeaway is the last for of these one, two, three, four uh, major drops preceding this one of twenty twenty two. They only lasted a year. The only one that had consecutive years was the dot com bubble. And I think we we understand we had exorbitant um, overvaluations. I I would say that with the the Nasdaq down thirty nine twenty one and thirty one, it was pulling down the other two uh, composites. I think that's a fair. Here we had in uh, 08, This would have been um, the start of the subprime crisis. Forty one percent in the Dow, thirty eight. And 33, a pretty pretty close, it affected everything. Uh, what can we learn from that? Well, uh, 33, 24, 9, these two, the S&P and the, and the Dow, are pretty close, okay? So then I come down here and I say, okay, uh, what's the average gain of um, the Dow uh, over that, that full period, 10%? The S&P, again, 10%, and the NASDAQ, 13%. How much did my money grow? A 40x in the Dow, that's my 10,000, grew to 4 million. Um, and not as good in the S&P, grew to 2.7. And in the NASDAQ, uh, um, a 54 or uh, uh, 5.4 million. Then what I ask is, I also am, I, I, I have a nemesis. Of, of national debt. And I realized that the national debt grew from 20, uh, from 1982, uh, at 1.14 trillion to 30 trillion in, uh, 2022, 30.8 as a fact. And, and I've always said, that's crazy how much the, the, the national debt grew. But then I looked at it and I said, wait a second. How much did it grow on a yearly basis proportionately to the prior year? Well, actually, in 83, it grew by 21%. I never would have thought that. In fact, I believe that the only time it beat that number was in 2020 as the government pumped, uh, what was it, uh, $7 trillion into the market to curb the coronavirus. That shocked me. 
And then I said, okay, so what was the average growth of the national debt uh, since 1982? It's 9% a year. Where was it above the 9% and where was it below? And you, and kind of, again, to my surprise, last two years, it's below four and seven. A series of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years where it was below the average from 2013 through uh, 2019. That's not what I would have thought. If you had asked me, I'd said, no, it's been growing since 2000, uncontrolled. But actually, it's been much more under control, except from coming out of the subprime crisis, where it grew by 11, 19, and 14. Disproportionate to any other time, other than as we proceeded, or came into uh, the dot-com bubble. Our, our, our debt actually grew disproportionately from 1983 uh, through, uh, 20, through 1992. Then what this is, is I got to thinking, who, who, who was controlling the House, the Senate, and the presidency? And as you can see, uh, the blue is the the Democrats, the red is the Republicans. And I couldn't really find any correlation, okay? So what do I, what do I draw from this? Well, my, my conclusion is that uh, this is probably going to be a one and done. I, I believe that 2022, based on what I see here, in 18, what I see in 08, and what I see in 90, it's going to be a one and done. And that the market will rebound in 2023, uh, and by the end of the year, will show a, a gain. I, I, I'm not going to leap out on a, uh, a limb and guess the amount of gain. If you go back to 8, 08, um, the numbers you know, 33 down, 18 up, uh, 38 down, 23 up, 41 down, 44 up. The other thing that is in here is that I believe we are going into a time of disruption where technology is going to change the world disproportionately than what it has in the past. If we, if we ask ourselves, how has technology changed our world? Well, the the biggest part of that is the digital revolution. Um, and, and I believe that happened more predominantly with the introduction of this thing, the phone, with social media, with um, the closing of brick and mortar and the opening of e-commerce. And that is this period here. Uh, I would have said that if the banks hadn't screwed up and did some bad lending in um, in uh, probably 05 through 08, this wouldn't have happened. As you can see, um, the Dow in, in our downturns, the worst uh, performance of the Dow was in 08, and that was created by our banking system. What I believe has happened here, the Dow is only down nine 
uh, compared to the NASDAQ that is down 23. And it's had, it's had a, a much more severe down in the, the NASDAQ in 2000 through 2002. So I believe we're going to see a 23. I think we're going to have a rough fourth, first quarter. I think, well, the, 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 particularly the NASDAQ and, and the S&P are going to find new bottoms. And I think that's going to be drawn by uh, a slowdown in advertising, a continuing effect of inflation and higher interest rates. And I think that's going to reflect in the earnings reports that are going to come out in the first couple of weeks of February. After that, and it is going to be dependent in my mind on their outlooks and whether such as an example, Mark Zuckerberg says, we have cut our salaries, uh, we have laid off people, we have cut our overhead, and we see a brighter future. And if you see that all for also from uh, Amazon and Apple and, and Google, then I think we will turn. Um, so that's my take on the market. If you'd like a copy of, of this chart, and again, it's... It, it's pretty extensive. I've spent many hours on it because I wanted to get a handle. Um, you go into the description and I'll have a link for you to find it. So let's talk a little bit more about the question that my tribe member asked her, where would I invest with that groundwork laid? Once we get through the February quarterly reports, I believe the future lies in artificial intelligence. We're hearing more and more about this chat, uh, GBT and, uh, open AI and I'm working in it and, and it's phenomenal. I, I, I make the comparison of what I'm doing in this chat, um, GBT as to, I was trying to think the first search that I made on Google. I, I was trying to think of the first product I bought from Amazon. That's where artificial intelligence is. It, it's been around us. We, we, we've seen it with Siri and Google's, um, you ask a question or on my fire TV, I ask play this music or find me this show. Uh, so artificial intelligence has been around us, but it hasn't really been commercialized, uh, like we believe it will be. I believe that there's a, a tremendous change that's going to come in, uh, the, in the medical field. We have the conflicts to deal with. So in my portfolio, I'm going to be in big tech. I'm going to be in energy. I'm going to be in medical care and I'm going to be in defensive stocks. I've shown you a portfolio of that in, uh, before, but I want it Tomorrow, I'm going to dig into it, and I'm going to show you exactly if you have $100,000, or if I had $100,000, that I wanted to invest in this stock market uh, starting uh, in the next couple of months, or even tomorrow, where would I invest? And I'm going to get down in specific in tomorrow's video. I think we've spent enough time on my 
understanding of past history and why I believe that the market will rebound in the last half of 2023. And then tomorrow we'll get into exactly where I'd put that $100,000, how much and and how I'd invest it. I'm going to do some dollar cost averaging. So check with me tomorrow. I'm also going to get into how I find the details on the stocks that I want through the use of um, Seeking Alpha. Seeking Alpha has a tremendous, if, if you aren't using it, you need to get involved in it and understand it and understand their their quantum evaluation of uh, of stocks. And we'll get into that in more detail. Uh, there's a also in the description, you're going to find that link from that uh, Excel spreadsheet I did. And you'll also find a link for uh, Seeking Alpha's big sale. All right. Talk to you again tomorrow. Music.